and execs, it's time to double your pleasure and double your fun. It's Ed. It's Sean. It's Geekster. And welcome to episode 192, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm Sean. That Geekster sounds like old man Smithers from, from his... I got away with it for you manly kids. It geeksters. <laughs> it's gonna be how I enter the show when I'm ninety. <laughs> it's geeksters. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Hi, folks. Welcome back uh, to part two of episode issue episode one ninety two, one ninety two part two. Right. Yep. One ninety dose. Those dose. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Are you done? Trying to get back in this sort of thing. Sorry, folks. Um, yeah, he takes so, a week off and he's like, doesn't remember a thing. Uh, you know it's like what? the first time he's done this. I know. But you know what? Having that week off, though, because my week was so hectic last weekend, yeah. I, I don't think I've really gotten back into the swing of things. Like I found like, the last couple of days when I haven't had a chance to sleep, sleep in, mm-hmm. I would still get up like around 10, 10.30. Mm-hmm. I haven't sleeping like twelve thirty in the afternoon. Really, I'm going to bed like you know, like my normal time. I try to go to bed no later than three a.m. Mm-hmm. or at least start being like, all right, let's go. To, you know, like turn the TV on or fall asleep watching TV or read. Past couple nights though, when I've had a day off or I didn't have to be working until later, but okay, I'm go to bed normal time. Thinking I'll be up at ten, ten thirty. Even next, you know, twelve thirty in the afternoon. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why am I sleeping so late? <laughs> I, got, I don't want to, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm not a late night comic. You know, yeah, like I don't really, usually I get up during the day so I can get some video gaming in or or do normal activities during the course of the day. Like I got washed to do, you know. Yeah. Normal yeah. house stuff. Like it was funny, like I woke up today around 1230 mm. and about 30 seconds later my girl texted me. I was already up, and she's like, hi. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I just got up about 30 seconds ago. And I was like, I feel like I kind of, like, I feel like I slept the whole day away. I'm like, I got nothing. I, I, it was one of those things where it's just like, I got to pick up Ed soon. It's, you know, and she's <laughs> like, you don't pick up Ed till like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You probably have like four and a half hours to do stuff. I'm like, not enough time. Like, <laughs> she's like, it's not enough time. Wow. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't have any plans. I'm not going to the movies. You know, uh, I was just I was just bumming around the house. I just didn't feel like in four and a half hours I could accomplish anything that I wanted to do. And what I really wanted to accomplish was nothing. <laughs> like it was so weird. It, like the last like that annoys me so much. Because <laughs> like at at twelve thirty, uh, being Catholic, I go to mass. That's the last mass <clears> of the day right. for me. So that's I don't I don't go to early mass. I'm not one of those right. early riser you know people. So uh, by by the time you got up. I'm already been up and done things and gone to mess. Now that's hard because I'm the laziest. <laughs> well, now the sexiest, laziest person yes. that I found out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because my family, because they, I would sleep in like like on Saturdays, like twelve thirty right. o'clock, and I loved it. It was like great. Like I love to sleep in because, like, usually the week's so hectic. And yeah, I'm, you get up early every week. You, you go to bed work. late. Yeah, I stay, yeah, you know, stay up late, whatever. 
so for me, like the sleep in is great. So like to me, it's like I get up at, like ten on Sundays and I'm like doing <laughs> things, and then twelve thirty, and then I'm setting up the whole studio. Right. It's not we don't leave the studio as is, kids. Here, by the right. way, you know, if, if anybody wants to know more behind the scenes <laughs> here, so like I have to set us all up, and I have to go through the articles, and I, you know, and then I'm waiting for you to post the, the you know, the, the hey, don't forget to listen to us, so I can see it, share it to all the groups and Facebook, so they can all see it, you know, and hopefully listen in. And I'm like, do so, do all this stuff. So by the time you pick me up, it's like a photo finish. Like I just finished. <laughs> I had like two minutes to spare before you knocked on the door. And I sit down. I turn the TV on. I hear. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, usually he's late. And I'm like, <laughs> turn off TV, go out. I'm like, let's go. You know. Like, and then we do the we do our drive, and then the right. the before show stuff, and then the show, and then. <laughs> I got up. I got up at twelve. I got like forty hours to do nothing, and I, I can't do a thing. I was like, "It's not enough time. It's not enough time to do nothing." Like, I, I, I scream. Uh, if I could, I would kick your ass. Yeah. I really, I know I can't. But if I could, I would. I just, like, I woke up and I'm just like, first I was annoyed that I got up at twelve thirty. I was like, "What the hell? Like, I'd never sleep this late." All right, you know, okay, I do kind of feel like your body does kind of go, eh, let's put some things in check, mm. you know. And I'm like, okay, well, I kind of roll out of bed, and there's my chair, my computer chair. So I, I feel, sometimes I feel like like a really, really lazy. It's like, yeah, I get up from laying down just to sit in a chair. Like, you know. <laughs> Why? Well, my wife always <coughs> yell at me because I get up and like, ugh. Like, I need a nap. <laughs> like, you just yeah. all day. So I, I rolled into my chair and I spun around and I started looking at Facebook, you know, finding out about the you know unfortunate events that happened today and things like that. And I'm just scrolling through Facebook. You know, and then my girl calls me and I'm like, not really annoyed. I'm like, kind of annoyed at her. Not really. Just kind of annoyed going, can I have any time for myself? Like, <laughs> I just got up. Let me... <laughs> You know, what do you call me? I need show on time. Like, what do you call me at one o'clock for? Like, come on. Don't you know I got to be at the end in like four hours? Like, I got to need some me time. <laughs> so I, I talked to her for like about an hour. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, there goes my day. My day's shot. Like, like <laughs> it's two and his day is shot. He's got three hours. But you could probably get some gaming in on something. I, I'm like, okay, well, I've got to take a shower. You know, it's like, okay. I'm like, all right, and I have to swing by work to get my schedule for the week. And I was like, well, as long as I pick up at like around 5 o'clock, but if I leave here, if I happen to shower like around 3.30, gives me a half hour to kind of mellow. I have to ease into like, okay, take a shower, take my time. You know, it's like I'm, I'm in a constant state of slowing down. Like, <laughs> You know, so even even at two o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, "Yeah, I could I could play a couple rounds of Overwatch." I'm just like, yeah, "I don't want to." Like, I, I, I'm it's not enough time. I'm just like, "No, I'm just so bored." Like, <laughs> I could just lay in bed and watch something because there's a couple stuff on Netflix I want to watch. I want to check out the new Voltron series. Yeah, you know, um, Scream from the MPTV show is on it. And I was like, my sister said it's a great show. I, mean, I want to watch that too. And there's a couple of new things that they added. And I'm like, you know, I went through my list and added stuff to my list. And I'm like, all right, maybe I could just watch. No, I don't really want to do anything. I just want to, I don't have any time to do, I have not enough time to do nothing. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, how fucking lazy are you? <clears throat> and I don't know if it's because of 
like normally I'm like, okay, let's go. Like usually on Sundays I yeah. go to the movies. I'm usually up like around ten, ten thirty, getting ready to go to the movies, and then yeah, like I'm. I'm well, who, how do you wake up though when you when for like on Sundays with Ted? Does your dad wake you up or? No, usually um my telephone. My we still have a landline in the house. Yeah, and there's the the satellite phone that's in my room. I can set an alarm to. Oh, okay. So what I usually do is I set the the alarm on the phone, right? And that phone's like a kind of across the room. So like, at whatever time I want to wake up, it just sounds like the phone's ringing because no matter I've always I've trained you've been trained to answer a phone when it rings. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm asleep and the phone's ringing, it's like oh I got to get the I got to answer it. You know. Yeah. So that's how I normally wake up. I didn't set the alarm because I knew I wasn't doing anything. Like, right. You know, but even still. My body usually still wakes up like around 10, 10.30, maybe 11 o'clock, mm. maybe. But most of the time, it's, you know, on the days I have to open up the shop, I have to be at work at 9.30, so I'm up to eat. Yeah. So I usually I usually can function on five hours of sleep. Right. You know, then come home after work and then do some video gaming or bum around. Just, you know, it's like I, I live my life to bum around. Yeah. Like, okay, let me go do what I got to do, and I can come home and do nothing. <laughs> and then when I wake up with nothing to do, I'm just like, Man, it's not enough time. I, I need. I, I feel like I need to do something in order to enjoy the doing nothing part. You know, it's so weird. And it only just happened this week when I got back from from Texas. I don't know why. I I, I just because up to going to Texas, I was always like, okay, ten o'clock. I would even get up early, not early, but like ten o'clock. Yeah. And get up, go have a smoke. You know, eat breakfast, get some video game before I go to work. Right. You know, it's something just to do, just to kill some time. But I would at least make an attempt to get up early to go do it. Right. Like, oh, you set an alarm clock to make you play video games. Not really. I set my alarm clock to wake up so I can be awake when I got to go to work. Yeah. You know, but just you know, like, since I got back, I didn't have, I mean, I had I had to open up the shop a couple of times. I had to close the shop a couple of times. But like Friday when we went to the gym, I didn't have work. So I woke up like around 1230. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, well. And I got so lost in the ability of not doing anything all day that I forgot I had to go to the gym with you that night. <laughs> <coughs> when I texted you, you were, it reminded you? Yeah, well, I knew, I already knew yeah. that I was going to, but when I remembered it, it was like maybe three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I was already kind of in, I don't want to go so glad I got nothing to do today. I'm going <laughs> to order some food and watch some TV. And all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, I got to go to the gym. <laughs> Like Ed's gonna be calling me. Like we usually go to the gym. It's Friday, so uh, I got, and I honestly didn't take a shower all day Friday. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I got plenty of time to go take a shower, and you know, I got nothing to do today, but I like to take a shower at least. Yeah. And I was playing Mirror's Edge, you know, most of the day because I wanted to make sure I got a thorough review for the for what you're about to hear. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, yeah. um... Next thing I know, it's like six o'clock in the afternoon and, or in the evening. I'm just like, I guess I could take a shower now. And then Dad comes home. He's like, Hey, you want to order some food? Okay, you know. <laughs> and I was talking to my girl, and the next thing I know, the food food's here, and it's like seven thirty, and I'm like eating. I'm like, by eight thirty, I'm just going. Oh, what's the point of taking a shower? I'm just going to go to the gym, you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then you didn't call me at like, usually. Like nine o'clock came, I'm like, did he forget? Like I know you you go visit your mom. Yeah. So I figure maybe you got waist deep into doing something there, so maybe you might have forgot. I'm just like, 
I guess I'll give him to like nine thirty, and then kind of go, "Hey, look, I'm not going to go to the gym, or you know, like what the hell's going on?" Right. And then you text me, I'm like, "Oh man, I got to go to the gym, <laughs> man." Like, oh. I'm sorry to break up that busy day of yours. <laughs> it was my whole busy day of doing nothing. I was just like. All right, you know, so I, I feel bad. That I ruined it. <laughs> you, you made me get to leave the house, Ed. <laughs> so you know, like, I, I, didn't I, even shower. I, I didn't even shower. I just kind of threw jeans on and my t-shirt, and I was like, I was even contemplating wearing the shorts because I was just like, <laughs> I don't feel like doing. I don't even feel like getting pants on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I'm in my shorts. Well, thank you for putting pants on. I was like, I was like, usually I have I have basketball shorts that I sleep in, and that's what I was in. And I was just like. Why do I need pants? It's hot outside. I'm just going to the gym and coming right home. I could just wear these and walk and come home. Like, and then go right back to bed or bum on the sofa or bum in my room and watch TV. And- <laughs> you could have go to the gym. Sure, you slept it. Yeah. You know what? I guarantee you a lot of people do that, though. Wake up in because the, there's showers at our gym. So I'm sure there's got to be a bunch of people who wake up, roll out of bed, go to the gym, work out, and then take a shower and go about their day. Yeah. yeah. You know? But I was just like, I'd be like, oh, let me just go off. I don't want to go in my shorts because I don't like wearing shorts. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I don't wear shorts to bum around or when I'm at the gym. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll throw a shirt on and my jeans. And like, well, this shirt I wore yesterday, you know, like, you know, like my, it was it was my alien head shirt. And I'm like, right. I, I think it was Thursday. So um, I... I think I wore it for maybe like all of like 10 minutes the day before I came to see you guys yeah. for whatever reason. Or I used it for something I was like, cook, throw on. And I was like, oh, this is still kind of fresh. We just <laughs> threw that on. I'll go, I put on a new shirt. Like, you know, <laughs> it was like, I kind of went to the gym as a bum. I'm just like, hey, walk, you know, and then come back home. And I was like, all right, I'm going upstairs. You know, went back to my sleepwear and just kind of, you know, at that point, my girl called me and just talking to her. Well, I'm, you know, like, yeah, how was your day? Oh, my day was boring. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, went to the gym. And that was my whole day. You know? And, and then she tells me about her day, which is always like this plethora of activity. Yeah. Because she's a daycare worker and there's kids and there's all this stuff. And she, family stuff. And I'm just like, okay. Like, oh, it's okay. No, what'd you do today? Nothing. It was kind of uneventful, baby. I, I just got up, hung around the house for a bit, and went to the gym. Dad, Dad and I ordered dinner and went to the gym, came home. Now I'm talking to you. You know? <laughs> like tonight, I'm going to go home. And she was like, so how was your day? I'm like, well, I mean, I spoke to you most of the day. So I picked up Ed and went to the show and came back to his place, did the thing. And now I'm here talking to you. Kind of uneventful. Like, how was your day? Because I knew tonight she was supposed to go see the Alice, the Alice in Wonderland through Looking Glass yeah. movie. So I'm like, so how was the movie? Get her opinion on it. So right. maybe next week, when we, you know, I can talk about that. Like, give a sideways Re- kind of review. Yeah. Like, oh, my girl saw it and she either liked it or she hated it. Blah blah blah. Right. You know. But I'm just like, yeah, my day was nothing. Just yeah. <laughs> you bum you. And tomorrow I don't know, I'll be in the shop until like two thirty. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. But I'm sitting there going, well, if I wake up at twelve thirty, it only gives me like a really an hour and a half to do something. That's not enough fucking time. So I'm thinking, like, maybe I should just set my alarm clock for like ten o'clock, so I get to do nothing for a couple hours. <laughs> like, because after work I close the shop. You and I are going to the gym, so by the time I leave the house at like to go to get to work by two thirty, I usually leave the house like around one thirty. 
you know, give me like an hour, you know, I drive, drive somewhere, you know, get some food in me or something like that. Uh, okay. You know. <laughs> so you take that long to get to work? No, I usually, because I usually stop at Wawa and to grab something to eat. Most of the time I'm usually pushing it. It's usually like 10 of two I usually walk out the house. But I'm like, okay, well, I leave, I leave my house around 2 o'clock. I won't see my house back until about 11 o'clock, 11.30. I, I don't have any time to do anything for myself. <laughs> like, like, I got to go to work. I got to go to the gym. I'm going to come home, you know. And then it'd be like, well, it's 11.30 at night. Nothing to do. I know. It's doing I'm doing a visual home. joke here because it's the smallest violin player just for sure. Can so, you hear it? Neither can so, I. Oh, so horrible. I'm just like. Man, I have to schedule time to do nothing. That's how I'm like, that is so stupid. How horrible for you. I know. It's like, oh, such first world problems. He has to wake up to roll out of bed into a chair so he can play his video games. Oh, ooh, I'm getting up at 6 a.m. to be by a job that I got to work 40 hours a week for. You know? Oh, he has to wake up to nothing to do. Oh, I can hold. I got three kids that are always crying. <laughs> and Sean has to wake up. Oh, he wakes up at twelve thirty. He feels like he's got nothing to do all day. He's wasted the day. <laughs> I kill wake up at twelve thirty with nothing to do. He's complaining that son of a bitch. <laughs> or I wake up and I go. Okay, go downstairs, have my like wake up smoke, and come back into my room, shift my pillows around to the foot of my bed so I can lay a different way, and watch TV. <laughs> like all that effort. Uh, yeah, you know what? Shifting those pillows, man. <laughs> like I, I know I have, I think three um, Game of Thrones episodes I got to catch up on. I'm like, all right, so maybe I'll get up early, like around ten o'clock, watch those three episodes before I go to work. You know. <laughs> Just sit there, do nothing, because I watch TV. (laughs) Anyway, what I'm saying is, you know, this is where we bring the news. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, how did we get that? I have no idea. I just bonus material shit. (laughs) So yeah, so um, Ed brings the news. I give my review of, of Mirror's Edge. And we give you the news. So uh, when we come back, it might have an extra article or something. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't paying we attention. We got extra articles. All right, maybe we'll do one extra article. There you go. All right, so we'll see you at the end, folks. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. What, what? All right, so uh, when we last left our devious duo... Um, we were going to talk about um, my review for um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Yes. Okay. I want to start off by saying that I played many, many years ago. Mirror's Edge came out, and mm-hmm. I uh, do that. I I got motion sickness playing it. Okay. For some certain first person perspective games, I get like, Whoa. right. So I was hesitant about even attempting to try the new Mirror's Edge because mm-hmm. of, you know, the flashbacks right. that I got from the other one. I was able to get my hands on it, and I, you know, I'm starting to play it, and honestly, I did not get motion sickness. What I did was I, I did start getting, every every game, every once in a while, I'll get what I call video ga- gamer eye, mm-hmm. where my eyes get, like, really dry, and they all get watery, and I start getting, like, you know, like the little mucusy kind of, like, conjunctivitis 
Okay. In my eyes, yeah. like a little a version of pink eye that I kind of give myself in a way. Right. Um, this one was only happened to the left side of my face, <laughs> so take that for what it is. Um, but I didn't get motion sickness, which is was good. But I think it's because they added a couple of things to try to alleviate that by having what's called a, a runner's field, where you can there's like a line that you can follow, mm-hmm. so I can focus on that to try to do my running around. Right. And this is not. It's a. It's kind of a prequel to the first game, because mm-hmm. if anybody's ever played Mirror's Edge, your hero Faith has got a tattoo going down the right side of her arm. Mm-hmm. Um, in this storyline, she doesn't have it, and it looks like it's a tattoo that her mom or a drawing that her mom made. Okay. You know, I don't know. I didn't get really far into the story because I only played it for a couple days. Yeah. Um, here's my review. If you're a fan of Mirror's Edge, you're gonna love this game. You're going right. to love it. It's everything you ever wanted in the Mirror's Edge game, except better. It's The graphics are beautiful. There's, you know, cut scenes, and there's very open world. You can actually, you know, you're encouraged to find your own paths, or you can follow that runner's path. It's it's the direct route might not be the best route, though, and especially. Now, people who don't know what Mirror's Edge is, it's kind of like a what they call like a parkour type of thing where yeah, you're jumping the... obstacles and getting trying to get through whatever area, and there's, like, all these obstacles, and you have to do, like, these hand jumps and yeah it's, it's you you don't it's funny like you don't really see your character actually doing any of that stuff all you see is like, okay here's here's a bar hit this button and you vault over it or you can slide under it or you can when you hit a wall you can see your hands climb up the wall to grab the ledge mm-hmm. so you're not really seeing any of it's parkour via first person's perspective where like uh, assassin's creed you can see your guy leaping over and diving and rolling mm-hmm. and stuff like that right it's also set in a in a universe where it's a very totalitarian system where there's you know the the rich stay rich the poor stay poor industries run the run the world mm-hmm. and you know they kind of ignore these messenger runner type guys but every once in a while shit hits the fan and it's those guys after the other guys it, common theme it's right. not really like nothing really I'm gonna say advancing any ideals or any kind of new plots same same thing over and over again now like i said the game this game was it was good it was nice it was it flowed real smooth um i did enjoy some of the running i gotta be honest all you fucking do (laughs) like it kind of i mean i know people i did see one thing online where someone says the running is just way too overburdening it's like it's always there you always have to run it's okay. all you do. And someone responded with the fact with, well, when you play a shooter game, all you're doing is shooting. It's the same kind of concept. You know, it's the same repetitive thing over and over again. Which, yes, that's true. But at least when you're doing a first-person shooter, you can shoot fast. There's multiple guns. You can go for a sniper. There's multiple ways of firing right. a gun or what kind of gun. Or there's is, different types of gameplay where you could be a what was Parkers that sit there and just sit. Yeah, camper and sit all day and just pick people off. Yeah, Yeah, you can. Um, This one, though, is there's no weapon system. Everything is Mm hand-to-hand. Because the idea is is that in this world, if you're a guard, the gun that you own is um, biometrically linked to your body. So even if you were to drop the gun, I can't pick it up and fire it because it's not my biorhythm is not yours. Yeah. Um, So a lot of it has to do with hand-to-hand and sliding. Like... A lot of, you're using your parkour momentum to do this fighting me- mechanism, which is fun if it's like one or two people and you're running by, you can 
run up a wall and they're just standing there and you can hit, you know, it's kind of a, it's a quick attack, but because you're building a momentum, it hits harder than normal. Right. The problem is that when you're in a room full of multiple bad guys who are firing at you, you have to keep that momentum building. You have to, so you're constantly running around in circles. Yeah. Pretty much hoping that they get into a point where they're close enough to a wall where you can run up that wall and throw that kick or that punch to knock them out in like kind of one or two shots. Mm. Problem is, again, you still have to keep that momentum going while you got bullets flying at you or, or these shock kind of bullets, you know, kind of very monotonous. Mm. Now, granted, I'm also, I also think too that they, it's very open world where you you have this whole cityscape of rooftops that you can run over. It's very monochromatic, too. It's all white. Okay. White and blues and reds. It's very... Nothing really... Um, I don't say it's the most colorful of, of atmospheres. Yeah. It's very Art Deco. It's very cool looking, but... Mm-hmm. Um, another problem is I saw... And this is more of a gripe as a video gamer. I see my reflection of my character. And my character's talking to another person on a walkie-talkie. I don't see her lips move. Oh, uh, okay. That kind of annoys me. Like, it, it feels like, I mean, yes, you know what? You're on a first-person perspective, so if I'm running across a hallway, I'm obviously not going to be focusing on my mouth moving. But if I'm standing in an elevator and there's a reflection of me in the wall and I'm talking to the person over my ear set, I should at least see my mouth move. Right. I, I, I mean, it, it's a small gripe, and it's something you can overlook, but it, if you want to get immersed into a world you make every part of that world realistic as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I found the game, it was fun for a while. But then after a while, it just got boring. Like, I mean, there's races that you can do, and they did, they do have, like, a uh, community where you can you can create your own um, parkour course on those rooftops. Let's say you found a nice run where you can d- jump, dive, hang off stuff. You can kind of track that. And then post that as a race to have other people, your friends or the community, try to compete against that little thing. It's cute, but if you're really just not into that, eh, it's kind of a pointless thing. So when you look at the map, you have all these like little blips and all over everyone doing their own shit. And it's like, I don't care about that. They just get me through the story. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, like I said, it was, if you're, again, I said it before and I'll say it again. If you're a fan of the first one, you're going to love this one because it, it's got everything plus and more. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just kind of, it was enjoyable, but it's not something where I'm like, oh my God, it's just fucking amazing. Mm. I kind of don't really, even really like the lead character, Faith. She's kind of a fucking bitch, really. Like, I, I understand that the idea of being a, a protagonist in a game is that you're supposed to kind of buck the system a little bit. Be kind of like, I'm leading the revolution or my actions cause a bigger reaction and people, you know, I, I help motivate other people to bring down the current establishment. I get that. But she just seems more bratty than anything else. It's like, it's like at any moment, you just kind of want to hit her and go, bitch, stop doing this because you're going to get us all killed. (laughs) And it's like, she just doesn't give a shit. She's going to do whatever she wants to do. And, you know, and then whine about something because she doesn't get her way. And I'm just like, not really a likable character. I mean, I'm okay with your your character being an asshole or your character being a little bit of a, a rebel rouser because, I mean, let's face it, that's kind of the whole point. If you, The major point of being a hero is sometimes you have to bring down other people and that by doing that, you have to go against the normal grain of, of sand. Right. But that doesn't mean you have to be an asshole when you do it. 
Right. You can just do it because it's the right reason. You're just doing it because you want to do it. And and then anything else that happens along the way, it's like, well, it shouldn't be happening because I just leave me alone. I was just going to do what I want to do. And yeah, but while you're doing it, you just got your friend fucking killed. Like, <laughs> you know, like it starts off with her coming out of juvie. You know, like, right. And she owes money to like a job, job of the hut kind of character, like a bounty hunter. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a loan shark kind of gangster kind of guy. And then she's part of this messenger place that usually gets ignored by the establishment because they don't really cause a lot of trouble. It's just more of a data transfer between one person to another. Mm. As long as you control that flow of information, who cares what information gets out because you're still controlling the flow. Right. Yeah, you're willing to let the little nuggets go because you're still holding on to the really good shit. Right. And it just seems like that's her life. It's just, you know, she gets out of juvie and it's like, okay, well, I just want to go on a run. I just want to run. I just, just give me something to do. I'm ready for it. I want to do it. I want to do it. Okay, well, you got to prove yourself. I shouldn't have to because I've been doing this for longer than everybody else. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's just like, bitch, just fucking shut up. Because you're not a likable character. Is what I, you're I, didn't, I didn't find her likable. Yeah. I, you know, so it's kind of tough playing a non-likable character if you don't, like, I just didn't, I didn't feel any kind of deep, not deep connection, but enough of a connection to kind of go, yeah, all right, you know, she's she's doing it for a greater good. She's yeah. not. She's just doing it for her own, and everything else that's going on around her is just going on around her. It's more of her reaction to it rather than her being proactive and saying, well, this has got to stop. This is, okay. you know. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give it a 6. Okay. I mean, it's fun, but after a while, it's really monotonous and boring all that running. Because it's not like you have like little things to do. It's going from here to there, and it's running. And it's like, oh, I can slide over this, or I can hop over that. Or, no, this time I'm going to hop over this and slide over that. It's yeah. you're like, all right. That's kind of my review. I mean, it's, you're a fan of the first one, you're going to love the second one. If you're not a fan of the first one, you're probably not going to like the second one. All right. You know, there you go. That's my thing. Well, speaking of video games, E3 is going on uh, uh, this week. That is right. So, uh, of course, no, no, there's no live event on television. But now, of course, with social media and the way it is, you can definitely catch it on YouTube, on Facebook, yeah. and so on. So, I, mean, I think Twitch is doing some stuff, right, too. Yeah, uh, Tubi TV, I think, is doing some stuff. Yeah. And so there's definitely, if you have a medium that you like to view video on, they're going to live stream this stuff. So you're going to be able to see the... As it goes on this week. Yeah, before I left, I was watching some of the EA coverage where it was, hey, here's, you know, look, here's the new Madden. And they're talking about how this year, like as of right now, I think you can watch. It's the the 2016 Madden Challenge. It's happening live in L.A. So you can watch the E! competitors mm. live on Twitch TV or on their website streaming live. Um, and then they went to, um, I saw some, like a Mass Effect Andromeda, because that's the new game coming out, I think, next year. Mm. You know, like little clips of that. It was, you know, again, it's business as usual. It's E3, so it's new video games, new video games. Like, all right, I'm in, I'm in. Nothing so far, I didn't see anything that was like, oh, my God, that's going to revolutionize everything. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. I don't think we're in a revolutionary year for anything. It's just going to be the same yeah, the only thing I can see, I was, I, again, this is only day one, so I'm kind of thinking they give it a couple of days and then they'll go. That's right now. You're just getting what they call just the tip. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you know what? You knew we were going to make a new massive effect because we talked about. It, so here's some video footage. You knew we we're going to be doing a Battlefield Two, so here's some some footage. You know, this is what to expect in in the upcoming year. 
I don't, I don't, probably not until Monday or Tuesday when they're going to whip out, they're going to give you the full shaft and go, yeah. here's some new information. I mean, I know that Sony did admit that they were doing like a, the PlayStation Neo, but it's not making an appearance at E3. Right. They're not talking about it. So it's like, well, why aren't you? Um, I did see that Microsoft is doing a new console as well, which is smaller and also um, touting a two terabyte hard drive. All right. I mean, if you don't have an Xbox One and you didn't you didn't jump on the whole, hey, we're so desperate for sales, we're going to drop $100 off of it. And yeah. if you buy the game, this system now, you'll get this for free. If you write all that out, there's a new system coming down the pike. Maybe you want to jump on that instead because it is a bigger hard drive. Mm-hmm. You know, two terabytes is not bad. Yeah. I mean, I have a one terabyte in my PS4, and it's kind of pushing it a little bit every once in a while. I have to delete something, but it's, I'm deleting something that I haven't played in ages. Yeah. So it's all right. You know, I'll eventually maybe go try to get a two terabyte and maybe switch over again. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how things go later in the year when more games come out. All right. But, uh, okay, well, what do you say? Since we're talking news-ish, what do you got in the nerd news, Ed? All right. Well, you know what? Let's talk about Batman. Which one? <laughs> the one we don't like. Well, the one I don't like. Let's put it that way. Um, which one don't you like? The the Gotham series that's kind of, that's been out for two years. Oh, movies. okay. So we're not... Okay, we're talking Batman, but we're talking more Gotham. Gotham, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, apparently, they're bringing another character to the Gotham fold. Okay. Who? Vicky Vale. Really? Yes. Uh, please tell me it's Vicky Vale as a child. <laughs> Well, they're not they're not giving but apparently right off the bat of season three they confirmed that there's going to appear Vicky Vale. Of course Vicky Vale uh started in the nineteen forties as a reporter, you know, drops in and out, usually successing Bruce May more than meets the eye kind of you know, person, like you know, trying to be more an investigative journal. She's she's and, the lowest lane of the Batman universe. Exactly. <laughs> and then of course the you know, in eighty nine he she was the love interest in the uh um, Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Yes. Ooh, never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> Played by the beautiful Kim Basinger. Right. Uh, the, the, of course, they don't know. They're speculating that she might be a minor character or she could be, you know, a key player in New York. Who knows? But, oh, uh, okay, but I want to say if she's going to be a minor role, she better be played by a minor. Because, again, <laughs> if she's going to be a potential love interest for Bruce at some point in time. I, you know what? I don't even know why I'm trying. I this show has completely gone away from any kind of continuity. It's its own universe. So fine. You want to bring in Vicky Val, bring in Vicky Val. She'll probably be a 20 something perky investigative reporter. Who's going to be like, gets in trouble. And it's up to Gordon to save her ass every once in a while. Yeah. Because Bruce is still sucking on his, you know, well, my parents are dead teeth. You know, <laughs> it's never going to be a love interest for Bruce because by the time he gets old enough to plow her, she'll be already middle-aged. Yeah. You know, he'd be too old for her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd be too young for her. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, what do you think about it? You know, I, 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 after watching season one, and I, and I did watch the beginning of season two because, I, like I said, like back in the day was – I'm going to give it the full try. And, give you it know, the full season. And season two, I just couldn't get into it. I mean, you know, it was just, yeah, I, I just it just it just bothered hell on me, you know, because every time it just it never made it better, you know. Yeah, and, and it's it, like, hey, here's here's 
Could be the Joker. Yeah. Really? Okay. Hey, look, Fish Rudy's back. Because oh, everyone loves her. I didn't. All right, whatever. <laughs> you know, I liked her. I liked her. I know you didn't. You had yeah. a big problem with her. Yeah. But at least she was original. She wasn't, uh, it wasn't like, oh, well, here's Dr. Here's Mr. Freeze. Here's Dr. Freeze. And, you know, well, the, the, here's Harvey, and he's already a lawyer. You're like, why? To me, it was one of those one of those things you see, and it's like with her, Fish Mooney was a character that did, really didn't do too much. It was all like that laid back, but she was like a major part of the show. And you're like, you're just giving the same drama over and over again every week. And it's just like if she was more of a, a, a puppet master and pulling strings and right. like nobody knew that she was really involved with it, that would have made it more interesting. I, but it's I, just like I didn't care after a while. I also think, too, that sometimes some of her actings can be her. Some of her acting can be very Batman 66 esque. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, Penguin, I will get you. <laughs> you have. You have sp- Fouled with Fish Mooney for the last time. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you want to dial that overacting back a little bit? This is a TV show, not a soap opera. Come on. You know, this isn't Batman 66. This is Gotham 2016, where you're going to put a little bit more acting into it rather than acting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. I am Fish Mooney. (laughs) All right. What else? Uh, Well, you know, let's go from from DC to uh, Marvel. Let's head. I mean, you're driving the ship. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, an actress, a, 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 to me, a famous actress, is going to be in the in the uh, Marvel Universe here, uh, Sharon Stone. Okay. Uh, she, of course, she's not giving away what she is, but she gave away a couple clues. She's to... supposed to be in Ant-Man. Ant-Man, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, she uh, that doesn't say in this article. Oh, sorry. I, I was just saying that she's supposed to be. A lot of people are making a big deal that she was going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Because it's bringing, because a lot of people made a big deal about her starring again with Michael Douglas, the whole basic instinct thing. I, 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 uh, I yeah, oh, the more and more you're telling me, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. But that, that's what does your article say? Well, it's just, it is basically, they're not sure where they're going to put her into the universe. They're not going to see if you're, she's going to be in Doctor Strange, even though I just heard oh, dropping up, okay. or the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, see, now I heard it was Ant Man and the Wasp, and the rumor, like, the rumor mill is everyone's kind of thinking she just might be um, the original Wasp. Okay. Like that her... That... Well, they, they, well, apparently not because she gave two clues of who she oh, was. okay. So, so maybe before you go on, I don't right. want to think. But apparently she, she did an article with AARP. <laughs> yes. I thought that was funny too. I mean, it's cute talking about superhero moves with the elderly. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but she provided two clues. Who? Who? What? Aren't you that woman that spread her legs? <laughs> oh, uh, gave me heart palpitations, right? Holy, quick, give me my pudding. <laughs> she said that she's going to play a superhero rather than a, a, a villain. So that was, okay. that's kind of one clue. And the other clue was the fact that her special power will be heat. Heat. Yes. Heat. Heat. A uh, superhero with heat. Mm-hmm. She won't be Firestarter. They were thinking. Some people were thinking she might have been Firestar, but like, Fire, Firestar. I'm thinking it, it's, 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Firestar. Uh, but that would she she'd be the same age as Spider Man, so it would be kind of right. you know she's older, so that wouldn't really work out too well in that aspect. I mean, this this of course this is the article by Adam. Maybe Holmes. she did, is heat in parentheses. Yes. So maybe it's a heat as in sexy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the names that she he mentioned was Abigail Brand. 
if, if people that know, she was the uh, head of SWORD, uh, Scientific World Observation and Response Department. Ah, uh, gotta love acronyms. All right. Uh, uh, she... Uh, She's a, she's she's able to do hand, flames from her hands is basically okay. that she she's heat enough though that she can melt metal was the was the, the response all right, all right. so it, that kind of fits the the prescription but again this is all just that's you know, rumor and we don't conjecture know conjecture and yeah, hearsay exactly. yes but yeah because the article that I read was that she was going to be an Ant Man and possibility of she was going to be a superhero but I didn't know anything but the heat thing but being heat being parentheses yeah um could be Mrs. Van Dyne, you know, um, we call it Ray Palmer's wife, not yeah. Ray Palmer's. <laughs> wrong, wrong thing. Jeez. <laughs> Hank Pym's wife, the one that you know shrunk down and went into the the warhead. Yeah, went you know subatomic. Right. That you know at the end of Ant Man. Michael Douglas kind of knows. Oh, so it is possible to come back. So he might be thinking of a way to try to rescue her. So that we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> I mean, all right, uh, sure, why not? I mean, I, I, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I got really no opinion going. It would be nice to see Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone back together again. again. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I. I'm just amazed that another like top quality actress or actor is going to be in a Marvel universe. It's like, to me, it's like when all those years when we watched like the, the old amazing Spider-Man's and the, you know, the, the, that TV movie series that yeah. was back in the seventies and the Hulk, you know, and, and like, like all those kind of, you know, Captain America with uh, uh red Brown, you know, right. it you was, know, they were done with more tongue in cheek. It was done more, Batman 66 kind of an attitude Dude, right. rather than a Hamlet attitude. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, know? you know, and then, you know, to get these kind of caliber actors to play in the, these roles is just amazing to me because it just like gives it to me more legitimacy of, of this well, whole. Yeah, well, like one person once said legitimacy is a hell of a drug uh-huh. because, I mean, let's face it. Um, I still think Kevin Costner got a resurgence in movie roles after being in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Robert Redford being in a Captain America movie to me was like, wait, what? Because he was so he's like he's movie star. He's old an school. icon. He's an icon to yeah. have him walk in and be not only a predominant figure in a Captain America movie, but wind up being sort of the villain in the movie. Yeah. You're like, What? Really? Robert Redford, you're kidding me. Like, that's incredible. You know, but then you know you have Michael Douglas being in, in Ant Man when they when they younged him up, you're like, holy shit, that's wow! Like, yeah, I mean, these guys, you know, it, it, to some it's a job, so some of that for some of them it's a way to be, you know, like Eddie Murphy stopped doing like R-rated comedies when he became a father because he's like, I want my kids to see my work. Mm-hmm. So maybe that there is a kind of a mentality of that of like you know Robert Redford going, yeah, it could be kind of fun doing this. I don't, it's all the burdens the weight of the responsibility of whether this film is a success or not is not on my shoulders. Yeah. You know, like Glenn Close being in Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, doesn't she have an Oscar? Yeah. You know, like, really? Robert Redford, he's got a couple of them. <laughs> you know, you're just like, but I think now it's, the the genre of superhero films has kind of gone past the tongue-in-cheek Batman 66 phase where mm. it's like, you can actually... 
be relevant to a newer audience. You know, like I, it's something my grandkids could watch. Like maybe that's Robert Redford's thing because they never yeah. see. They're never going to see Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but they're going to see me in Captain America because that's their movies now. Yeah. You know, like all right, you know, fine. Same with you know Douglas. I mean, you know, um, Sharon Stone was in that really shitty Catwoman movie as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so it's not like it's her first foray into superhero movies, but it's going to be her first one into a good one, maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So I mean, all right. I mean, the more more of those legitimate, I, I hate to see you use the word legitimate because it makes it sound like Paul Rudd's not a legitimate actor. I mean, which well, he I mean, is. I, I, it's it's hard to it's really hard to differentiate because there's a lot of great actors now that yeah. are they're in these movies, and you go like Benedict Cumberbatch being Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, it's just like I yeah. Granted, I don't like Doctor Strange, but he's in a now a, a Marvel movie, yeah. and you go. That's something, because I mean, yeah. like you know, he's he's just come on the radar in the last what, like five yeah, years. Yeah, ever since year. when Cheryl when Sherlock hit hit big, and all of a sudden, bam! Now he's there. He is. He's everywhere. Yeah, and it, it's great to see that kind of actor to take. Well, I'll take on a Marvel role, and here, you know, here he is. Yeah. It's great. You know, now I'm looking forward to actually seeing Doctor Strange instead of going, oh God, Doctor Strange, it's right? Really horrible to me. But this, just to see that kind of thing, it's great. But like to see these kind of like icon actors. Stepping up as, as and especially like not like major roles like like Glenn Close was in a major role in that movie, but right. to see Glenn Close in that movie, you're going, that's Glenn Close. I, you know what I think? <laughs> I think this is where our, our our age starts to play into yeah. it because you and I, we see Glenn Close, we go, that's fucking Glenn Close. Or again, my my head was when Robert Redford was going to be in, in Marvel. Marvel, yeah. I'm like, that guy is, he was an icon before I was born. Yeah. And during the 70s, he was even bigger icon. This man is, this guy, Sundance Film Festival is solely around because of him. Yeah. Like, this guy has done way more stuff in the movie industry than most of us would do in our lifetime. Yes. And to see him show up in a Marvel movie, you're like, oh, my God, that's incredible. But to my nephew, who's six, he's like, who's the old guy? Yeah. You know, you yeah. just kind of want to go, shit, you're right. You're right. It's, he, he's, he's the bad guy. For you, he'll always be the guy who went Hal Hydra before he died. Yeah. To me, it's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's, it's the guy from The Sting, you know. Yeah. It's the It's the natural, you know. It's, it's yeah, all it's, these great rules, you know. Jeremiah Johnson, Three Days of the Condor. You yeah. It's list like, of, it goes on and on and on and on. And you're know, like some of these movies were before our time, but we saw them at yeah. one point because you heard Robert Redford's name and you go, I got to see in, it. He's in one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes where he played Death. You know, old lady is 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 locked up in her house, afraid to come out. And there's a knock at the door, and there's this young, handsome Robert Redford in like uh, an army outfit. He's wounded, and she brings him in, and she's like nursing him back to health. And in, in the typical Twilight Zone faction, he's actually she's hiding from death, yeah. but there he is, right there. He's like, I'm here to take you to shit, and I'm here in this face, to, you know, this sweet, handsome face to kind of go. It's okay. It's it's death isn't as scary as you think it would be. Let me help you. Let me take you. And you're like, oh my god, that was a good. You know, looking back, going, that's Robert Redford. That's the start of his career. And then to see him many many years later to go Hell Hydra, you're like, what? Yeah. You know, so it's it's fun and it's exciting. And for you and I being our age and kind of going, those are some heavy hitters back in our day. Yeah. Like Michael Douglas. Fucking romancing the stone. Yeah. Basic instinct. Like any Wall Street. Like he was like in the eighties, one of the one of the biggest actors. Yes. Now he's like, huh, now he's the old guy in Ant Man. He's Hank Pym. He's 
a good character, but for me, I'm like, on that's like when that opening scene where he's younger in the '80s, you're going, that's exactly what he looked like in the Wall Street. Street. Yeah, like that was amazing and creepy and scary. And my nephew's not gonna know. Like, I gotta, you're never gonna know that. You're not gonna see him swinging through a rope and romancing the stone because at, by the time you get old enough to actually want to see that movie, it's already gonna be 50 years old. That movie. Yeah. You're not going to want to see it because it's way like my girl and I were talking about it the other day um, about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. To her, when she was a kid, when she watched them, I was not. Yes. So <laughs> to me, like that was cutting edge technology. Yeah. To her, it's not. It's just old. It's an old movie. Yeah. And I'm going, you don't understand how big that movie was when it came to the animatronics that were involved. You are you're in the computer era where that's why the turtles look like the way they do now. Back in my day, those were the turtles we had, and we really appreciated because it was actually done right there. And well, it's just like Tron in '82. I mean, yes. that was cutting edge technology yeah. in '82. And people look at a movie; it's like a shitty movie. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not. I mean, you know, I'm right? Not, but I love it because it's one of my it's personal the, favorites. The, the, the nostalgia we have at watching that movie at the time of our life when it was out. It's bigger than it really is to a person who just goes, oh, Tron, I never saw it. It looks old. Yeah. You know, you're like, son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> the technology that made that little bit that meant yes and no, like, was a huge, yeah. you know, major fourth in, 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 in CGI technology back in 82. There was no CGI technology. Right. It was all practical. There was no... There was no yeah. computerized effects. Like, none of that would existed back then. Now that little cursor is now just a polygon on a different thing. It's a pimple on Iron Man's armor. Yes. You know, you're just like, the computer to make that versus the computer to make the turtles, vastly different. Yes. Now, like, all right. Well, anyway, so what else all you got right. the news, Ed? Uh, well, you know what? I don't know if this is news or not. I don't care. <laughs> I just thought this was a great article, and I want to share it. So, okay. You know, it's about James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Apparently. Oh, you know what? Okay, go ahead. Give me the article. Apparently, Sir Roger Moore reveals a bid to bring back all the ex-Bonds to star in a blockbuster movie together. Oh, okay. Okay, so far? Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Okay, what is it? <laughs> Well, they 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 they're working on it, and the, basically the people who are are, are like the uh, the Eon Eon Productions that makes the Bond film uh-huh. wants to write this film, and it's kind of like the Expendables of Bond, you know, like like how the okay. Sylvester Stallone, you know, like how the not eighties right, characters right, got right, together to right. do this kind of thing. So they want to do like a a James Bond esque movie with all the Bond characters. Now I don't know if it's going to be James Bond and say, of course, the only one who doesn't want to Sean do Connery. It, that's the one. Yeah, knew it. I knew it. Well, first of all, he is kind of retired from film. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know. Here's the thing is he's gone into seclusion. I don't even know what he looks like anymore. Like, I I mean, I know what he looks like through the Bond films and all the movies that he does. But, like, okay, here's an example. Muhammad Ali passed away this past weekend. Yes. You know, an icon. Mm-hmm. When I saw photos of him, it didn't look like the Muhammad Ali that I knew. Yeah. You know, even when he was, you know, even if you go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, which is probably when the last time I actually remember seeing him out interacting with people. It, it, he looked vastly different. Sean Connery has been kind of off the radar, radar yeah. for long enough. Like, for all we know, he could have packed on 100 pounds, and he could be, you know, fat bond. You know, he could be 007, for all we know. <laughs> you know, 
Or he could have he could be skin and bones where he's just oh seven, you know, or six and a half, you know, like you don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know, right? You're right, absolutely. Right. You know, so having him in a movie, he might go, look, I don't, I want people to remember me for how I looked then, not how I look now. Because what if it is my last movie and the photos that people are going to be seeing of me is this? Well, the, the, the also too the fact is is that when you when you talk when you. <laughs> Like I know, last couple weeks you've been going through the history of Bond. You've been actually watching yes. all the, yes. the DVD extras, you know, and then this stuff. And people that are, are Bond collectors of these films, if you haven't seen these, go see them because I've seen them, and it's phenomenal. I mean, yeah. like, like I mean, the newer stuff you're going to get kind of bored with because you it with today's media and stuff you're going to see it over and over again. So it's not something. But like the 1962 film, the 1969 to the 1971. That stuff's interesting because it's stuff that Hollywood never talks about. Like right. it was all hush hush, and like, then people that worked on the films will tell. Like now that it's been so long, we're going to talk yeah, about. Who cares? It. Like, yeah, that's the kind of what like I've been going through. And like right now, I finished the box set because when I when I got my set, it was the 50th anniversary. It was a big book thing with each movie in there, and it was like a, a, a special bonus disc, mm-hmm. which I'll tell you what that's on there in a minute after I get done this. Yeah, because I didn't. I, I finally hit it. All the stuff from the Doctor No to right about Living Daylights was all interesting. Yeah. Because it was done before the post the production value of this is going on videotape or this is going on DVD. Right. So let's start producing extra content for these things. This was more like here's the story of this and go you know, back in the you know back in the 60s we had nothing to do so we just did this and it looked great and you know like the um Doctor No's you know volcanic base was the biggest set piece in all of history at that time because they made it physically and everything moved on it. Yeah. You know, and you're like, wow. And there was like, hey, here's the guy who broke his ankle when he came down the rope too fast. And they highlighted him going, holy shit, as many times as I've seen that movie, I've never seen that. Yeah. It was fucking wild. And then you get to the Roger Moore thing. And Roger Moore, I thought, was because these most of these people, the last thing, they, when they had Sean Connery, it was obviously during the... I'm going to say the Hunt for Red October era because he had the thin gray hair and the, you know, he still looked like Sean Connery, just older. Yeah. And they had Roger Moore, I would say pr- most pretty modern Roger Moore. And he's like, the only problem I had with doing James Bond was trying hard not to go, name's Bond, James Bond. You know, like doing it, and he sounded exactly like Sean Connery, Connery which yeah. I thought was great. And I'm just going, he's like, that's the hardest thing I had to do. But he, he's like, Sean was very physical. And that you could take him as a cold-hearted killer. He's like, I don't have Sean Connery's physicality. I had to think of it being a different kind of bond. What was I found was amazing is how, you know, they all, like George Lazenby, they they forced him not to be Sean Connery. Mm. You know, Roger Moore had to make a decision not to be Sean Connery just because by physical appearance. Yeah. And how Sean was more rough and tumble, Roger Moore's not. And how hard it was for him not to be associated with the saint. Yeah. Because he had that TV show. Like, he couldn't do an arched eyebrow because that was the saint's signature move. Right, yep. And then when you get to Tom, um, we call him Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. <laughs> Timothy Dalton. <laughs> Completely so who was in it? Yeah. Who was in it? Exactly. Timothy Dalton. He wanted to bring a more gritty realism to Bond. And then, you know, Pierce Brosnan was more like, I'm following all these footsteps. I have to make my own mark, but I want to kind of make him more kind of like Sean Connery a little bit, a little bit of both Sean Connery and Roger Moore because those were the 
the Bonds that I idolized when I was growing up. And then you have, you know, when they go to Daniel Craig, he's like, well, we're going back to the beginning so I can do whatever the fuck I want to with the character because we're doing Bond before he became the Sean Connery Bond. Yeah. You know, so you're like, all right. It was all fascinating, but once I got to the Timothy Dalton stuff, it was like, hey, here's that ABC special on Bond. You're like, I'm starting to watch it and going, this is all prepackaged bullshit. It's like, and here's Bond's car. Notice the uh, the Aston Martin, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, all right, what's like? I did a lot of chapter search when those things came on. I was like, next, uh, next. And like I said, the the Quantum of Solace and the, um, what do you call it? Casino Royale were, were interesting because it's now relaunching, the technically relaunching the Bond uh, image. Mm-hmm. But it was all, again, we're living in a print era where everything's prepackaged. Yeah. So it did feel like there was no dirt behind the scenes. Like, give it, give it another 50 years, and that's where you're going to have, like, Daniel Craig go, I fucking hate this shit. This is, you know, like, he already <laughs> he already has shown signs of being a bitchy about it anyway because he's, he's refusing to do the next movie because of the toll that it takes on him to mm. do them. And honestly, when I got to Kwame Solis, he was already bitching about the workload, about how physical it was and how, you know, he's woken up sore and hurt and beat up because they want... Once you realize, hey, I can do my own stunts, do all of them. Yeah. Now, we'll make them safe, but you've got to do all of them, except for the really, really dangerous ones where you might die. But if you were going to drop a building on you, and you'll be fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then that, that bonus disc at the end of it all, yeah. to be honest, was a little bit of a letdown. Because it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was um, hey, here's all the openings to the James Bond movies. Everyone was like an hour of just the opening credits to each Bond movie. Yeah. Uh. Like, if you were fairly, don't get me wrong, I love the opening credits to the Bond movies. You yeah. Goldfinger. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> He's the man. The man with the mightiest touch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have to do the whole thing. You know, but it's, it's you see the opening credits, and then it goes to, like, I was able to go through to A View to a Kill. Yeah. Because my favorite part of that whole opening sequence is the girl in the real tight snow outfit. Yeah. That unzips the top, and her boobs must have been so packed and so tight in that top, so that when the zipper comes down, her breasts spread open, and it's got the 007, like a hot pink. Yeah. Where it says, Albert R. Brokely presents Ian, Ian Fleming's double in. And you see, like, the painted 007 between her boobs yeah. in A View to a Kill. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Meeting you to a view to a kill. <laughs> Sorry. That was just for me. Sorry. <laughs> I was singing in the shower, just like that, too. <laughs> 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 so I mean, it's like now I'm into the um, I'm doing uh, Skyfall, and again it's it's nice and it's beautiful, but it's like it's all yeah, prepackaged. It's all prepackaged. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> but to do the whole go back to the article, well, the whole thing to me was the reason why Connery is because you like the, we got the nitty gritty stuff like you could see that, but there's actually interviews like like. I'm watching a lot of stuff on YouTube lately, like of Carson. Remember Johnny Carson? Yeah. Show? Yeah. And I'm, of course, I'm aging myself. Yes. I, I remember when he was. They're on. like, we either is someone before Jay Leno. It's my grandparents used to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were kids, we, you know, 
Carson up to like I think ninety three it was yeah. that that he was he was on since like the fifties or something yeah. like sixties he was on for so long, and there was interviews and I was looking for certain actors like it's always fascinating. Yeah, to you watch. fall down a rabbit hole. Yeah, 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 you know. You go well, like, and you go Connery. I know he's been on a lot. Yeah, and you could see the wear down between him and Cubby Broccoli, who was the guy yeah. who brought the Bond series to us, and the, up till uh, 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 Pierce Brosnan. Right. You know, because I think it was the second movie or first movie that yeah, he, he passed, passed away. away. Now yeah. it's his daughter and his stepson. Yes. Um. So those, those, that's who who's running the the productions. But anyway, like you, you could see in video in in interviews, like he hates. Cubby Broccoli, like he, yeah. you know, they said before Cubby died, they had a phone call. They they talked. That was the first thing they talked since pretty much the last film, right? And they kind of like patched things up, and then shortly after that, Cubby right. Broccoli died. But that was a thing. Like you know, like he's like, yeah, he's forgiven, maybe forgiven Cubby. What happened? Whatever, all, all that. I forgive you, but I'll never forget. Right, it kind of thing. So that's why, like, for him not to come back to to do this. I mean, granted, yes, you're right. He is very old. You know he's retired, and I'm sure there's there, there's probably things he's thinking. I don't know if I could pull off memorizing all these lines and. Well, that's reason why Jack physical. Nicholson apparently said he to stop doing acting is because he was having problems memorizing lines. Yes. You know, I mean, I can I can see that, but I don't know. Would you rather be one? Would you? People want to remember thin Elvis, not fat Elvis. Like if Elvis died younger. Mm. He'd be like everyone loves Elvis, yeah. almost everybody. Yeah. But when you think of Elvis, you think of white jumpsuit, overweight Elvis. Yeah. Very few people think skinny, nineteen sixty nine comeback Elvis. Yeah. So, Sean Connery's going. Would I rather have people remember me as Henry Jones Senior, or this guy? <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, but though I, I think though if if he's not involved. Should, you know what they should do? Honestly, make it animated. You, uh, can, you know, yeah. Here, here's a nice little a little twist on on the whole expendable thing. You make an animated feature where it's a storyline that goes through generations. Right. And you can start off with the 60s. Sean Connery's still alive. He still has that voice. Mm-hmm. So you get him in a studio to do his, his line work. Then you throw in Roger Moore. Like... He, a George Lazenby, like they all are in this together. They don't have to be in the same room together because you don't know how egos are going to be. Yeah, but you can still get them in a booth, record some voice work, do an animated, so you can have young, young Sean Connery, young George Lazenby, young Roger Moore. You know how old is how old is Sean now? Sean's eighty five years old. Yeah, I don't. I, I'd rather remember sixty five year old Sean. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just looked up Roger before before that. He's older than Sean Connery. Yes. He's 88. Yeah. That's how... He's eight twice. <laughs> <laughs> but you find him at Bush and Continental. I mean, Timothy Dalton's 72 years old. So, I mean, it's like you, you kind of go, you know, be great. It's, it's like the idea is like that is just awesome. It's a great idea to put him on in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a movie. But that would definitely be the senior citizens tour. Right. Like they're not young men. So, you know what? Do it animated. Yeah. Do it, you can do high-end computer animation. You can digitalize Sean Connery and Roger Moore, young them up like they did with, you know, Michael Douglas. And just be able to kind of throw them in an animated movie where they're all spies and they're all like, or just something. Just 
I don't I don't want to see, you know, 007, the retirement years. Right. You know, George Lazenby's probably got to be in his late mid to late 60s. Ed? He's uh, 77. 77? Yes. Yeah, these guys are fucking. Well, the thing is, the thing with Lazenby is, is like he does not look. No, he doesn't. Does it? not look like his James Bond character at all. So people, he could be in the film, be like, "Who's the old guy?" You yeah. know, I mean, of course, they're gonna be like, who's the old? Who's guy? <laughs> That's Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Who are those guys? <laughs> I mean, I think though, if 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 they were still in great shape, you know, it was like twenty years ago. Yeah, I could see them really pulling this off. But granted, you know. That's, Time's a bitch. Yeah, it is. You know, they're, they're not. They all don't look. They're, I, you know, I, it's just. I don't know. I, again, make it animated. I'll be fine. Make it a video game. You know, a James Bond video game where it's you know through the eras of, you know, you can be probably Daniel Craig would probably sign up to do some voice work for that. Yeah. You know, but look, you gotta be in another Bond movie, but this one's animated. I, I don't have to do a single push up. Nope, I'm in. Yeah. You know, like. I don't have to jump from a building. Nope. Uh, okay. You know, because the more you think about it, it's like, and you see any of the, I mean, even stuntmen like do it. It's like, you would not believe it. You would, you would, you would automatically know it's a stuntman that did that. Yes. That, that bit. Because yeah. it's just like, they're moving like slow. You Roger know? Moore could break a hip. Yes. Walking up a flight of stairs. Yes. No, keep him in a studio in front of microphones and just kind of do the uh, bond. James bond. You know, all right, Sean Connery, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Bond, James Bond, Roger Moore, everybody. There you go. Yeah, like, woo. Yeah, you know, let him do the one final lap, and you know, so be it. I mean, let's face it; everyone knew that Sean Connery had something against the Brock, you know, the Broccoli guys. Yeah. When he did, never say never again. Yeah, yeah. It was a d- distinctive "fuck you" to the whole Bond franchise when he did that movie. Yes. And, you're, and it's still a great movie. I don't care what it was. I'm, I'm Team Sean all the time. <laughs> I don't care. That's why I don't want him in this movie. Because I want to remember, I want to remember, you know, you take one of his, he put one of your people in the hospital, you put one of his in the morgue. I want that Sean Connery yeah. all the time. I don't want, <sighs> give me my martini. Don't worry about shaking it because I have my hands are shaking. I don't, I don't need that. I don't need I don't need colostomy bag Connery. <laughs> I want yeah. Indiana Jones, you know, throwing a punch, banging the young chick before his son does Connery. <laughs> you know the the uh, you know. Well, speaking of Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh wow! What a segue. Okay, good. <laughs> Indiana Jones vibes is bringing back a key player for the movie. As an actor? No. Okay, who? It's going to be. John Williams. That's right. <laughs> John Williams. You're right. You got it. Um. Okay, sure. Look, I mean, let's face it. As soon as John Williams is in, does a score for a movie, it's like, oh, it's already going to be a hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so they, they, uh, uh, they're, you know, they're talking about it, and he's definitely going to do it, and he's, sure. he's in, and we're, you know, there was a, during the American Film Institute tribute to six decades of Williams' work, Six Steve, decades? Six decades. Uh, Steven Spielberg himself spilled the beans that the legendary composer will be returning for another spin uh, through the adventures of Dr. Henry Jones Jr. Wow. They called the dog, Indiana. That's <laughs> the Connor I want. <laughs> <laughs> Junior! 
the floor's on fire. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> what are you just deadpan? The floor's on fire. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, that's Conrad. Uh, John Williams' premiere was 1956 in an episode of Playhouse 90. Wow. His first, first musical credit was. And then from there, he went on, of course, with Gilligan's Island. And... What? Yes. He scored Gilligan's Island? That's what it says. He was a guy. I, you know what? He's so. TV shows like Checkmate, Gilligan's Island before making the film. <laughs> I'm going to say he's probably the brains behind changing it from and the rest to the Professor and Marianne. <laughs> his music was so good that they had to elongate the intro from the professor from and the rest here on Gilligan's Isle to the professor and Marianne here on Gilligan's Isle because John Williams he's a genius he's a genius uh, yeah but everyone knows I mean he first and foremost on the map for me would be Star Wars yes you know? Well, of course, I think, though, though Jaws, the 1975 Jaws, five yes. would be, you know, the first. Well, the only reason why for me, Star Wars, because that's the first movie I saw in theaters with him. Yes. It wasn't until I saw it later when Jaws came out on TV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for me, it'd be like, that's, you know, yeah. Da-da-da, da-da-da. It's like, ah, oh, that's great. Anyway, sorry. So July 19th, 2019. Is that when the new Bond, new, Con- <laughs> the new the new Indiana Jones, the new Connery movie, the new Connery movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Sean Connery is double O Indiana Jones. <laughs> just walks on screen. Who, who the hell am I? <laughs> he just walks out. The floor is on fire. End credits. John Williams theme. <laughs> Good. There's the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Bond, James Bond, the floor's on fire. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> all right, well, see, I mean, okay, of course he's going to do the music because he's done the music for all the other ones. Mm-hmm. It would be silly. I mean, as long as John Williams is alive, the moment you get a Star Wars movie or an Indiana Jones movie, you get him. Yeah. Because he's, he's the guy. Like, yeah. Outside of that, you can, I don't know what would happen if, like, Indiana Jones 10 and John Williams is not here to score it. Who's going to do it? Like, huh. well, I mean, that, that there was an article previously we, we brought back a while ago. Was the fact is that they were saying that if as as long as uh, Harrison, Ford. Harrison Ford wants to do Jane, uh, Indiana Jones, they'll make it. But once he's done, that's it. They're not going to make any more Indiana Jones. I, yeah, I mean, they say that, but they say that because I mean, let's face it. If I was head of the company, I'd be like, you know what? He's always going to be the Indiana Jones. There'll be no Indiana Jones. I either leave or I quit or I get killed or I'm dead because of old age. Ten years after that last movie or 15 years after the last movie, they'll, they'll reboot, reboot it. I honestly think so. Once, once Spielberg, Lucas, Ford, anybody who's ever associated with any of the Indiana Jones movie or has, has become dust in the wind, somebody will go, let's, let's, that movie was good. Let's remake it. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think because of the time, because the audience that saw Indiana Jones in 1980, I think it was 82 or something in the early 80s. um, They remember finally those old 50s and 60s serials. And their kids kind of went to see it because it was an epic adventure. It had Solo in it. Right. And it was like, I think for that, it was good for that. You know, I'm saying like now, but like now it's just like there's no that like behind 
story. You're just going to release Indiana Jones, and if it's like 20 years old from the last movie, yeah, like are, you know, is people going to be really excited to see it? You probably there's that nostalgia factor, but like I said, once, but not if with Harrison Ford, but if you do just an 20 years from now, 30 years from now, my nephew is going to be 20 in his early to mid to late 20s. All right. All of a sudden, they relaunch Indiana Jones. New actor, the hottest actor for that time is going to be Indiana Jones. And it's done in the same vibe that that serial, because we're going to do it back as a classic movie. It's not a direct remake, but it's a retelling, a re-imaging. My nephew would be like, I remember that. That's the movie my, my uncle and I watched a lot. This is going to be kind of cool. It, 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 the fondness for him, it might be more of the, I can't believe they're making that movie because I had met the, the times I had with my grand, my uncle. Yeah. You know, but his kids are really like, hey, all right, woo, Indiana Jones is awesome. It rocks. You know, you don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, they, they can relaunch in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it works for those people. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, what else you got there in the news? Uh, you know what? Let's go back to Marvel. Let's talk about Spider-Man. All right, let's talk about Spider-Man, Ed. Apparently, the Russian audience did not like Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War. Really? Yes. Um, why? Why, you ask? Uh, yes. Good question. Well, it's not the actor itself. Uh, Tom Holland? Tom Holland. No, he, they thought he did a great job, but it was the, the voice dubbing. Oh really? Yes, the the voice they they that they got was from a young from a young guy, so he sounded like he was ten years old. So the audience oh. was kind of turned off because of what they see is Tom Holland, and then of course this ten year old Russian voice was coming out. They they actually started a petition on um uh had it here for a second uh, uh change dot org, and uh, their their goal was fifteen hundred signatures. And they have 1,188 so far uh, wow. as, as the article was put out this week. So they might have more uh, since then. Okay, so it was one of those cases where they're just bad voice dubbing. Yes. Not, not, they liked the kid. They liked his look. But the moment he opened up his mouth, they had a, a Russian kid go, Do Svidania. Yeah, you know, like, like a younger, uh, younger uh, voice. Yeah, yeah, a real younger voice, not, not a teenager voice. Yes. Like you would think, why not? You know, if I was doing voiceover work, I mean, the casting for voiceover work, I would find, I would go, okay, how old is Tom Holland in real life? He's a teenager. I think he's like 16, 17, maybe 18. You hire a 16, 17, 8-year-old voiceover actor to kind of coincide. I mean, I wouldn't get somebody who does animated work who's like 45 to do a a 15-year-old boy. Right. I would try to find a 15-year-old boy to dub the the 15-year-old kid I'm seeing on screen. Yeah. I wouldn't be going... Oh, well, let's get this 10-year-old. Right. Because he sounds manly. <laughs> I mean, granted, you know, Tom Holland doesn't sound like, you know, he doesn't sound like, hey, doing a hi, everybody. It's, right. hi, everybody. Like, he sounds like a kid. Yeah. But not a child. And right. I, I can kind of see that point. Okay. You know? Um, what do you call it tonight? Well, I want to do one more article. I did promise this article. Oh, the oh that's right. Movies. We'll do it real quick, okay. and then we'll call it tonight. We're going to talk about Warcraft. Um, apparently, overseas, Warcraft is doing really well. I mean, it only made twenty, not even $24 million here in the States. It is so funny that you're bringing this article up because literally when we were on break, I saw the article uh, online, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And I was going to click it, and I'm like, I wonder if that's the article Ed's bringing. Yes. So I'm like, all right, all right. So, okay, uh, how well is it doing overseas? Well, apparently, it's 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 uh, in China, it's made $75 million. 
Wow. And uh, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It made $90 million in China. Okay, that's still fucking good. And then it made $75 million in a couple of dozen uh, foreign territories. So it's already made its production value back and a little bit more already in, uh, in, in foreign markets. So it's made $165 million. So it's made $5 million over production because the production was $160 million. Okay. So, okay. Too much math, Ed. Too much math. Too much math. Just say it's doing really well overseas. Yes. So it's doing really well overseas. And they, the, the, it's been within the first, like, two days of, after it's being released. I'm going to be honest. I can totally see that happening. I mean, I have yet to see the Warcraft movie. Am I going to see it? Yeah, I'm probably not in theaters. Maybe when it comes on Blu-ray, depending on the... I mean, I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. Yes. But like I said, I don't... I don't like, with you, I'm like, I don't want to spend 10 to $15 to yeah. see it in the theater. I, I'll spend 20 if it's got some good bonus features. Right. You know, mainly because I don't play Warcraft. It's going to have nothing. It's going to have no sentimental value to me. Right. I don't feel any kind of swell of pride seeing a Warcraft movie on it. Now, if it was something like if it was a Dungeons and Dragons movie, I know it's like a variation of Dungeons and Dragons. But if if there was a movie where there was like five guys sitting at a table rolling dice and arguing, I'd be like, I'm so in. You know. <laughs> I mean, this this is a world that I don't play because. While I like the idea of the massive multiplayer thing, I, to me, I've I've never I could never get behind buying a game for sixty bucks and then having to pay to play that. Yeah, like oh wait, I got to pay you twenty bucks a month or fifteen dollars a month so I can play my my game that I spent sixty dollars on or a hundred dollars on, depending on what version of the game you got. Mm-hmm. Never made sense to me. Yeah, but it's been going on for ten years. People are paying that fifteen dollars a month to play this. So, but I don't know how many American. I don't know how the American audience, the American players to video game, like the the players versus the moviegoers, I think are smaller than the overseas. I think over in Japan, and I think over in Europe, I think that the game is way more popular than the are. There it is in the states. So I think that everybody who plays that game is going to go see it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that we we really don't know how popular right. World of Warcraft is here in the states because let's be honest, if you're a World of Warcraft player, you're not out in the social world. <laughs> I'm not true. I'm not trying to no, be no. funny about it. You know, <laughs> no, it's going to be funny. It's... I mean, think we're gonna you're gonna laugh when you I tell you this point. kind of stuff. I mean, they're sitting at their computers. I mean, we watched that movie. Remember that documentary yeah. uh, last year, two years ago? It was they were watching this film about how Warcraft players are. I mean, they literally. They they sit on their computers all day long. I mean, like there was there was like groups of them that would have a house or or an apartment that they would live in, and they would literally play all day, and they would do shifts, and they would do different things. Yeah. And one or two of them would work for for a living to to pay to be rent, able to pay the rent, rent and, and the, the get the, the food, the internet access going. Yeah, right. And that then that was the thing. And then like some people like there was a there was another guy who was on there that was like playing, and he went to get off of it. He quit it cold turkey. He was overweight. And he. He, he right. lost weight. Then his his roommate like was like, "Oh, why are you quitting this game?" And he started playing it, and then he turned over. You know, yeah, away. you and saw he, a dynamic shift because the guy who was playing it, who was overweight, lost weight, got a girlfriend, got a job, and then his buddy who was had a job and was skinny. You saw him deteriorate by playing this game because he became addicted to it. Yeah, while it was like this very mirror image, like. 
as I'm getting thinner, my roommate is getting fatter because he is now taking on that addiction that I had. Yes. You know, I mean, I can. So I'm, to me, like, uh, to, to, we don't see that every day because true. I don't know any World of Warcraft players. That's true. You know, and, true. I, and I don't think you do either, do you? No, I'm, I mean, I probably, if I ask, it's not one of those things like, they don't really kick in the door going, hi, everybody, I'm a World of Warcraft player. Yeah. I, it's more of a, hey, I play video games, what do you play? I play World of Warcraft. Like, oh, okay. Like, I don't really, I'm not searching out those people because, again, it's a game I don't play. So I'm, I don't really think, I don't, I'm not waking my, laying in my gum. I wonder when the new World of Warcraft expansion's coming out. Like, right. you know, where there are people who live, breathe, and die by that game. Yeah. I, I just, so are, those numbers in the United States might be larger than... Or your, maybe it's just, that's just, you know, not an accurate portrayal. But I think, I don't know, I think Americans, us as a society, is, is very um, critical and very... Um, um, uptight about it like like i when i see the world of warcraft movie i see warcraft i go okay it's here's your story i can tell you the story just by watching the trailer you got the orcs and the humans they don't get along they fight blah 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 then there's a half orc girl who you know obviously is half human half orc uh and somehow between her then her dad decides in order to save the human race or his people they need to do the old, the enemy of my enemy is my friend bit to help overthrow a bigger evil. Yeah. How many times have we seen that plot? Yeah. You know, maybe there might be a little bit of a Romeo and Juliet aspect to it, too, where she's the half-breed and, and she's falling in love for a human, but, oh, it's forbidden. Right. You know, or, you know, because it's more acceptable than her, she was full orc falling for a man. I, you know, right. it, there's going to be a little bit of that, too, and a little bit of humor and like it's okay we've seen those kind of movies so i think that maybe i'm jaded because it is a movie that i've seen a million times before where it's enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of deal it's it's oh we have to get through our own differences for common good and maybe we'll learn a little something about each other along the way you know (laughs) yeah you know where overseas they just kind of they even though they 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 know that and they know that plot. They just, they don't care because it's a game they love and adore. Mm. And just because it's more of a, Hey, stop being so nitpicky about something and just appreciate that it's there and at all. Cause Warcraft doesn't never, there was never need for it to be made. Mm. Never. This is definitely a, uh, some people would say, well, it's a cash grab because it's, you're capitalizing on the popularity of wow to create this film. Yeah, but that popularity has been around for 10 years. If you were going to capitalize on it, you should have done it maybe like five years ago. Why now? Like, you know. Well, I think it's, I think it's mainly because they want to do a resurgence on it. I mean, sure. I they might be losing something like numbers in yeah. certain areas, and they go, well, what if we put a movie out? Like, let's, yeah. let's see what we can get like, from that, you know, and then, and, and maybe we can get some more, you know, value out of it. And yeah. people could, you know, see other mediums than actually just sitting in front of their desktop every day or laptop right. every day playing this game. That they will go beyond it. <laughs> I saw an interesting um, conversation, not really a conversation, more of a Facebook post. Yeah, and it was one of those like someone copied it and copied it and copied it until it eventually came across my desktop. Yeah, it's a person saying, "Hey, look, we know the Warcraft movie. You can tell this person was a strictly an American person writing this. Hey, Warcraft movie's coming out, so this means we're going to get a bunch of whole new, whole bunch of noobs coming to World of Warcraft." You know, a bunch of people who don't know anything, 
So let's be nice. So take, treat them with the respect that they deserve because it's a community kind of thing. It was, it was definitely like, hey, look, we all know there's going to be a bunch of assholes coming in here who, into our world, thinking they know what the fuck they're doing, but they don't. But let's try to treat them with a gentle hand rather than a hard stick. Yeah. You know, like, if they need help, help them. If they, if they do something that may not be, you know, in, in good taste or we might, might be a little bit of not, um, I'm going to say, um, not very, they're, oh, I'm lost the words. Um, their attitude might be different than the community. Mm-hmm. Like, be patient with them. Be understanding with them. Teach them wrong from right. Don't slam them. Don't ban them. Teach them. We can use this. We're a good community. Let's bring these people in. If they're really excited and really interested in this game and this lifestyle, let's let's ease them in. Let's help them. Don't shun them. Don't you right, know belittle right. them. And I'm like, that's nice. But you can tell that guy was completely American. Like it was because <laughs> I could definitely could see someone going, "Fuck them, you fucking noob." <laughs> you cut. I've been here since day one. I my wizard is level 150. You bought your aid, you son of a bitch. You can't. I have four wizard guilds that I'm in control of. You know who I am? I'm the shit in this online virtual world. What do you do for a job? Nothing. I live in my basement. Don't judge me. I got my internet connection, and I'm on here. This is my job. I patrol the area. You know? <laughs> I have a guild to think of. I have people around the world depending upon me. Dude, your name's Steve, and you live in the basement of your mom's home. Don't you have a job? What about a girlfriend? Hey, I have no time for that. My guild needs me. You know, it's like, dude. And then you get that guy just going in. Dude, I was just, you know, I was just using the free month rent. You know, I just bought it. I bought the first one for ten bucks because that's what it's cost now on Steam. Got the one month free trial. I'm just checking this shit out. Fuck you. <laughs> bunch of wow douchebags i'm then it goes on fast. i'm never playing wow again those people are a bunch of douchebags you know <laughs> and then the cycle of violence continues ed yes I, you know i mean i've always wanted to try to get into it but i just couldn't i just don't have the time or the effort or the cash flow to kind of i just i i just don't i i mean i've i've seen it I've never played it. I've I've seen other people play. I've tried to trials. I did have trials right. of it because I'm like I was like I got to see what this is about. Like everybody's What's the big deal, right? You feel like oh, but it's like the kid at the party. Everyone's talking about the latest and greatest phone, and you're going, I don't have it. Yeah, I don't have it. Right. Yeah. You know? And then you know, and and you play it, and these are you're right. And there's a lot of World of Warcraft people that it, you're, you're a new guy, like they just don't want to talk to you. Yeah, it's and they that. just they'll, they'll just walk right over you and they just leave, you know leave you behind. You're like, well, how am I going to get anywhere? Because like if I can't travel yeah. on a team and I'm a noob, I'm going to die out in the territory. Well, you deserve it because you're new. Yeah, I've been here for three months. I had to learn. I had to learn the hard way, just like you're going to learn. Here's a Swiss Army knife and a and a. A dagger. Now go into that orc camp. <laughs> Take your lumps like the rest of us. Exactly. And it, and I just uh, I don't understand that. Like like how are you going to you know appreciate it if if those kind of people do that to you? And you're like, yeah, well, I don't want to play. You know. And then it's just like, well, good luck. You know, good luck. Yeah. But, uh, more the more and more that happens, the more and more like it's people like, 
it's like that's one of the reasons why I stopped playing in the division. I completely stopped. I thought I finished the storyline because oh, you know, I was talking about it and how great I thought yeah, it was. Yeah. And then I went into the dark zone, which is the multiplayer, and I was like, oh my god, you guys are a bunch of fucking tools. Like it was literally like, hey, let's follow this guy around and wait till he gets all the good stuff, and then when he starts, when he gets extracted, let's jump him. And it's like three people against me, and it's like, what the fuck, you goddamn douchebags! It's like if you don't go in with a gang, you get you get beat up on. Right. It's like, dude, I'm not bothering you. Don't bother me. Like, let me get my own shit. Right. Like, don't jump me because of it. You know, and that's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. So done this game. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, I, I will see, go see the movie eventually. I'm not rushing out to yeah. go see it because it's like, yeah, it is what it is kind of thing. Yep. All right. What do you say? We call it a night and get back to the two bid production studios and throw an extra article in there for those people who download the show. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Geeksters live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio. Tune in. And just search for Aquanet Radio in those apps. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. My other friend told me that we they, they don't they can never find us on iHeartRadio. So I don't think we're on iHeartRadio, but every time we go in, find us on iHeartRadio. So now I have to retrain myself to not put iHeartRadio at the end. <laughs> so it's like. It's a little, you're like, it's going to be tough. I'm like, hey, probably will it? And yeah, it is. It's <laughs> like, because I get that flow going. Yeah. Yep. You know? um, so, yeah, so thanks for listening to us. You can catch us live every Sunday night on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio. Tune in, and don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And don't forget, wow, it's been a while. I'm two weeks off, I mean, a week <laughs> off, and I'm like. Well, if you want to catch the show, this live yes. show, you know, from, you know, think we do put it on Wednesday. Starting on Wednesday, you'll, you'll catch this live version of the show as a tape. Uh, podcast on wordswithgeeks.com you can go to uh, iTunes uh, and, and download it there or uh, any of the other ones that you can go to you can go to the about section on our Geeksters radio page uh, give us a like while, we're, while you're there but uh, if you haven't already and uh, find out where it is or you can go to wordswithgeeks.com that's where the main site is or if you're a Google user you can download any podcast app search for Geeksters and our show will be there for you and don't forget if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show you can contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Sean, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. <sighs> We're back, folks. <laughs> Had to take a nap. <laughs> Couldn't believe when you lied down. I'm like, really? <laughs> Dude, man, I had a stressful day. All I had to do was talk for a couple hours. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, so hi, welcome back. Um, and as promised, Ed has another article for yes, you. Yes, yes. For nerd news, for you bonus people. All right, we'll try this one out and see how it goes. All right. Apparently, Bobby Brown had sex with a ghost. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Robin Roberts was told that he had sex with a ghost. Bobby Brown, right? Bobby Brown, the one who was married to Whitney Houston. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Uh, was his ghost Whitney? No. No. So was this while he was married to Whitney? He, all it says, it was a creepy house back in the day that he owned. And uh, apparently, they it was in Georgia. He bought this, this mansion in Georgia. And okay. It was, everybody told it was haunted. It was creepy. So he bought it because he thought it was really, really, you know, cool. All right. And that, yeah, he woke up and uh, there's ghosts mounting him. Um, and he said he wasn't high and he wasn't tripping. 
And it was just straight up awesome. Just straight up awesome. So that's, yes. Sex with a ghost. Yes. Oh, lordy lord. <laughs> I... Well, look, the, the writer of this article, Mac Rowden, uh, Rowden, uh, has said that you know, he has a few questions, you know, and I As and I think these are legitimate questions I, that I'm going to pose. You know, I'm going to okay. I mean, I'm going to say like, all right, let's. Yeah. Anybody who said yeah, I had sex with the ghost and it was awesome, I, right away, I got I got a shit ton of questions. <laughs> all right, my first well, question. These, these these might be the same questions, but I'm going to ask these questions okay. and then see if they're any of your questions. Okay, you know, okay. What's give me the first okay. question? Was the ghost hot? Uh, that's a legitimate question. <laughs> was the ghost sexy? Or was it just a sheet? <laughs> did, did Robert Brown use protection? That's a stupid question. Of course you didn't use protection. What's going to get, ghost aids? <laughs> is there a sex tape? Oh, see, now this guy's just fucking around. Yes. He was just being a dick at this point. Because the first one would be like, okay, well, was she hot? First of all, was it a he or a she? <laughs> like, if I'm assuming it's a she. Yes. You know? Um, okay, what else? Uh, what, what was the ghost's age? <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's dead. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can kind of see like if it was like a, a uh, if it was like a twelve year old girl mounting you, it'd be yeah. kind of creepy. It'd be creepier than I'd say it was a or an old lady ghost. Was was she single or did she have a ghost husband? <sighs> God, all right. Were there other ghosts watching? Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> did he try to contact her again? All right, those were was that just random questions These that are, he yep. that he decided to throw out there because yes. this guy thinks he's funny. Yes. I say I would want to real answers. I would want like A, if she was it was was the ghost hot. B, were you married to Whitney Houston at the time? <laughs> C, and follow up question: If you were, did you consider that cheating? <laughs> uh, third. Did you have any idea what this ghost did in a previous life? You're in Georgia. In a big mansion, how do you know that this wasn't some sort of plantation owner? Yeah. You know, that's kind of having some sort of slave master fantasy going on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that never occurred to me. I mean, See? Huh? That is why I am on the show. <laughs> like, I mean, you think about it. Like, is why was this ghost? And why you, Bobby? Why why? Why? Have if I slept in that house, if let's say I was two rooms over, would that ghost be mounting me? Yeah. And what? Okay. How was it great? What was so special about it? Like <laughs> I, I, it's like I don't. I have an answer for that. I'm not answering. The rhetorical question. Must got off on it. That's when I must have thought it was great. I, maybe. I mean, but you can have those nocturnal emissions. You know, you have that that lucid dream, sleep dream, where you're like. You look up and there's a beautiful woman on top of you, and next you know, like, and you go, "Oh my god, it was amazing!" And use protection. Like, come on, <laughs> we gotta go. Next thing you like, this, this happened in your house, Bobby, Bobby Brown. Ooh, you don't remember me, but you had that one night with me in Georgia. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Whoa, I've got ghost herpes and I gotta let all my former partners know you gave me crabs <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> like, like why would that's a stupid question we just wear protection who cares it's a ghost <laughs> not only they can catch you know we get a, a what do you call it um a disease no I was thinking more of a not an alum of child support check prove it <laughs> You're dead. 
how is a kid mine? How, what kind of man would I be if I can get a ghost pregnant? You know how much popular I'd be? <laughs> you know? Like, what was what was the ghost wearing? Was it a naked ghost? Or was it kind of like a ghost like you see in, in, in Scooby-Doo where they're like, or Rico, um, Marcus. <laughs> oh, man, Crothers. <laughs> I would have got away with it, Brian Brown, if you didn't want another booty call. <laughs> or, or is it like Marcus of Queensberry from the Mike Tyson Mysteries where you see their clothes are just white, like, was she naked or was she dressed? <laughs> like, those are the questions I have. <laughs> say and I guess we'll never know unless I sit down. Bobby, Bobby, right, come here. So apparently you had sex with a ghost when you owned a mansion in Georgia. What was it like? You said it was fantastic. I got questions. Did she call you later? Did you call her? Why did you get rid of the house? I was getting laid. You know? I mean... You were getting you were getting laid without having to put no work into it. <laughs> you can just lay in bed and there she was. That's a dream. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. I get up at twelve thirty in the afternoon and do nothing. At least you you're getting up in the middle of the night and getting laid by a ghost. <laughs> My question really is why the fuck would you tell that story to somebody like a legitimate news story? Like? <laughs> I mean, I, that's something I think you keep to yourself because it's obviously crazy. Is it, Ed? <laughs> yes. Is it? Yes, it is. Well, first, do you believe in ghosts? Do I? No. Okay, see, right then there. So the article is useless to you. I believe in ghosts. Okay. I do. I do believe that there is a certain thing about our... We just can't all just be this. Yeah. The flesh and bone. There's got to be something more to us than just what we see here. Right. So I do like to think that our essence does manifest into another life form yeah. when we die. Right. No, I believe there's an afterlife. You know, but what's to say that's not a ghost just kind of chilling out, going, hey, what's up? Oh, you're Bobby Brown, aren't you? Boom, chicka, boom, boom. You know, we're haunted place. Like, I, you know, they come back and just, ooh. <laughs> hey, listen to Geeksters. <laughs> you know? Oh, dumb listen to Geekster. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> what did you get up at 12.30? <laughs> I'm awake all the time. I have all the time in the world to do nothing. <laughs> the way the hell you bother me Because I'm bored. <laughs> Want to play Pinochle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. I, I need you to play a game because I can't touch the controller. <laughs> like you just sitting there with controller half asleep. Go left. <laughs> go left. Fire. Fire. You're no fun, Ed. This would be a lot easier if you let me possess you. <laughs> I promise I'll get out. You know? There is no way. <laughs> Yeah. That's right. I'll just go knocking on people's doors. Not even knocking. I just be manifest. What? You have a PS4. Can I use your body? I'll wait till they're asleep and then enter them. And then just they're like half asleep. Thinking, oh, I had this weirdest dream that I was playing video games last night. And I just used to be me going, <laughs> you know, because while they're asleep, I'm controlling their bodies. I'm like, hey, look at me. I'm playing video games. <laughs> 
I woke up and the TV was on. The weirdest thing is I don't remember actually turning it on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me just sitting there watching Game of Thrones or whatever the popular show is at the time, just watching TV, laying on their sofa with, <laughs> with the remote. Just in your gym shorts, <laughs> gym shorts, <laughs> click, <laughs> click, just changing channels. <laughs> the laziest Casper, the laziest ghost. <laughs> Dude, while you're out, get me some pizza. <laughs> click, <laughs> click. <laughs> He's so lazy, he came and haunted house. <laughs> Boo! I haunted it. <laughs> you can eat that hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Who DVR'd the Flash? <laughs> or I would just bounce from house to house till I find something good on someone's DVR. <laughs> oh well, I can finally catch up on Empire. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. I mean, if you want to hear this shenanigans live, you can on Sunday nights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter to at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can just contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week. Ooh. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.